And then we'll put it into the drive. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi. Hello. It's just Jalisa and Kelly today. Jelly, if you will. Jilly, Jill- if you will. Jalisa. Kellen Jell. Jalisa, yeah. Yes. So, um. How about that fucking full moon, huh? Yeah. <laughs> We're recording this a couple days after the full moon in Scorpio. It was a super... We're going to have more accents today, aren't we? It was was super moon. It was a super moon. Oh, yes. In Scorpio. (laughs) Easily entertained over here, folks. Uh, One of my favorite memories with Jaleesa was... We rode scooters. It's actually, we've told this story before. It's where the no, name Jilly. I feel like we, because we told the origin story of Jilly, why we call each other Jilly. It's just like a, I don't know, nickname for all of us. Uh, but it was from us riding scooters and us talking. And we were talking in Irish or Scottish, something Irish, or like yeah. the whole time. And then we just named each other Jilly. And that was that. It was, and it's been uphill from there. It's been, it's been an uphill climb. (laughs) (laughs) It's the climb. (laughs) Um, Honestly, yeah. So hi, I'm Jaleesa. And um, the fairies have been coming in really strongly as a theme Mm. in my life recently, which I feel really happy about because... It feels like coming home. Oh. Feels like coming home. That's so nice. Who are you, Jillian? I'm Kelly Lindande. Um, The whales have been coming through for me. Look at my little, again, this isn't like a visual thing, but Jaleesa can see it. Oh. I, wow. She drew a whale on her mailer. A whale mailer. A whaler. Um, whales are, I feel like Jill, Jill messes around with whales too. Don't you Jill? Mm-hmm. Um, good God. The when aquatic, I, the aquatic creatures. <laughs> when I get annoyed by all of my, you know, hopes and dreams and the stuff I'm trying to create in my life, I just return to the list of, you know, manifestation to do's that I have around animals Mm. and that always makes me it feels like coming home and I I do like it's one of the one of the biggest like things in my life that I'm oriented towards it's my north star if you will I want to touch a whale I want to and I want to lock eyes with it (gasps) well you can't look at both eyes at once so you want to lock eye lock my (laughs) eyes with its eye Oh, just, Isn't that crazy that its you, eyes are on the side of its head? Can you imagine? That is that is an interesting like what like. But also, do we ever look at each other with both eyes in both eyes? I don't think so. I think both that, of your eyes you look to no, one eye. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't split. That's crazy. Like that's impossible. I bet you could yeah. learn it though. Anywho, the whales, man. <laughs> um, I could talk so I thought about I actually I was like oh Jalise would be down to do a whole episode about animals um so yeah the whales Jesus it's such a special wow what a beautiful consciousness that we're gifted to have honestly to have such ancient beings just hanging out in the water having whole ecosystems living within and on them and around them they come up in my private sessions with clients I'll be like oh there is a whale for you here. It's almost like the softer version of a dragon. Like a whale can take you to another. <coughs> oh, bless you, Jenny. I've been listening to whale songs um, as like just meditation. Mm. And what a trippy, if you've never listened to whale songs, like whale whales making noises underwater, highly recommend that one. Just Pop that on, stare at the mirror for like 20 minutes. You'll you'll go somewhere. You'll go somewhere. <laughs> you know what's so interesting to think about? I wonder how they would sound out of the water. 
Mm, like I wonder how these creatures would sound. I mean, I guess we get to hear what dolphins sound like out of the water because they jump up. Yeah. But um That's yeah. So speaking of whales, um <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we're talking today about old patterns and shifting out of them. And we're gonna have a whale of a time. Is that a and phrase? We are. We're gonna have a whale. I, I don't know. Yeah, and like a good a big good time. That doesn't make any sense at all. It's, okay. Yeah, I don't think that's a phrase, but we just made it one. So we're gonna whale it out. Um yeah, so this came from a conversation that we we're having about our personal experiences around the Scorpio full moon. <laughs> I need to like restrict myself with how much I want to keep yeah, going there. Doing that. <laughs> um, and if you could sum up in one sentence what came up for you. For the full moon. For the full moon. <laughs> It was a dark and stormy night, and the whales were about. The whales were whaling about. Um, what came up for me? Uh, I mean, literally, just what you said, like being the sl- slingshot feels like it, a word that's accurate. Ooh. Like I was just shot into an old pattern. Um, wow. Where I slingshot in, in relation to relationships and like being attracted to unavailable people, and I just was whipped up in the whirlwind. Um, and ooh, it was very like I, I guess I'm at a point in life too where I can really recognize when I'm having an experience with someone and then realizing, like, oh. Most of our shit, when we experience deep, potent, big, like kind of triggery stuff, um, it's old stuff in my experience. It's like old patterns coming back around. Mm. It's old energy surfacing that you maybe haven't quite like addressed or healed. And is anything ever really healed? Uh, probably not. Yeah. Um, I was so just yeah. thinking about that. No, I was just thinking that you're talking uh, while you're talking about like, well, are there any new patterns? Like, does an old pattern ever, I don't know. Like, why is it so easy to tell when an old pattern is occurring? And why is it so hard to start a new pattern? And I have so many answers to that question that I'm not going to get into because they're a little bit nuts. Just give us one, Jill. Oh, but I can't. Um, well, okay, give you one. Well, one is just the way that we're wired. I think that we're wired for survival. And for some reason, we've equated survival with safety and safety with what we've always done. Yeah. And that know. is the most sanitized version of what I think is going on. Um, but I think, like, the slingshot analogy is really interesting because when you think about a slingshot, it's like, for some reason I thought of David and Goliath, which (laughs) me and Kelly both grew up in the church and know the same songs um, and probably had the same terrible casseroles at the church potlucks. And um, yeah, I was thinking of David and Goliath and how with a slingshot, it's usually like an inanimate object being projected by a human. Oh, she's going deep. Do you feel, well, I was just like, oh, yeah, maybe it wasn't this deep, but I was just thinking like, oh, do you feel like you didn't have a lot of agency in the situation? Like how much agency do you feel like you had over being shushed into the pattern? Um, Well, I feel like I, I shot myself into the pattern. Oh, okay. Um, And... In the past, I have not felt like I had agency. I was very, my system was also oriented and, and like, yeah, my, my whole soul and self like formed around um, lots of different things, positive things, negative things, all the different things, but like abandonment, like dad abused me when I was young and then left eventually and like and was just never available (laughs) when he was there Mm. um and so that is uh that's something that I kind of 
feel like comes alive when I am being drawn to these people. Like I do think that we tend to try and fix the stuff that went wrong with our parents in our relationships. And I don't think that's always bad. Um, I just think it's like there and it Mm. depends on kind of how, yeah, it depends on how we work with it. And so, yeah, in this situation, what happened was I got, I got slingshotted. I got slingshot back. (laughs) (laughs) And and I, um, I like was kind of collapsing. Oh man, the full moon was, it was, it was a lot. I was, I felt like it was happening to me, you know, like the walls are closing in and you, Mm. you, that old sort of like the old loops get, um, Reactivated. reactivated where it's like oh this also you know I used to make this a whole story about myself mm. like I'm unlovable people don't they're not they're not gonna stick around they think I'm amazing but not really gonna do more than that like um so I had all of that and there there's another layer of oh I'm I'm 33 now I've lived I've learned I've had like really positive partnerships I've recognized this pattern. I've healed a lot of trauma and I'm still here. Like there's a, Mm. there's a um, kind of like judgment of it Mm. that's inherent. That's part of the, I think like the misery and agony that, that popped up for me. Yeah. And then I just, I rode, I rode myself to the river and I, (laughs) the Willamette river I've been trying to, it's like known as quite like a dirty yeah. River, but I've been trying to, I'm trying to like up level it in my mind because it is a moving body of water, which is so powerful and yeah, and a privilege to have. And so I was like, I just, I had all this feeling, and I just said like, I let go. And it's very interesting. I like, I let go. I let go. And it's so interesting because that is not. There's a lot about that that doesn't feel right. There's a lot hmm. of my ego that wants to hold on to the story. Mm. It wants to hold on, just like you said, like yeah. familiarity. Like I know this experience. I know these feelings and they're very, like I've attached them to my identity for a long yeah. time. Um, and yeah. so it was, it was cool though. Cause I, and it, I had to kind of tap into all the stuff first before I got to that point where I was like, okay, I'm just going to let it let it go. And it doesn't mean that it disappeared and I was fine. It's just, it's just like about a process of, I want to let, it's like telling the universe, telling yourself, telling your own psyche and unconscious, like, I want to let this go. I actually know that I have agency and after, and that's what happened after I kind Mm. of had that little ritual moment was I realized, oh, I don't have to consent to this process reoccurring. Like, what has happened has happened and I get to have agency. I get to choose and I get to say no to things and not Mm -hmm. like cow to, you know, another, um, another person's like sort of inability to communicate and stuff and be, you know, available. Uh, anyhow. Yeah. The still being in the pattern is a really interesting way of phrasing it as well, because it's like, that to me that signifies like you never left it like I feel like with me what came up with this full moon it feels like oh I'm back here again oh hey um and then also the process of wanting to let go of that pattern which was similarly in in the romantic space sort of yeah um I realized my resistance to letting it go Mm. in some ways that Mm. I was resistant to because I just knew it. And, you know, if I let go of this like teddy bear that keeps biting my fucking arm off, well, what if I let go of the teddy bear and then I just never get another teddy bear? Or what if I let go of the teddy bear and I get a shark? Or what if I let go of the teddy bear and I don't know. I don't know. But then what happens, you know? And I think that's, I think that's the hardest part about patterns is a lot of people will say on the surface, yeah, I would like to change this. I would like to not feel this way anymore. 
but on a certain level, there's a part of you that wants to, because you're still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something for you there, whether the story of being the scorned person or the one that's always left in the dust or being the good one or being the victim, you know, it's like the ways that we benefit from these stories aren't always clear, but they're always there. And I well, think that <laughs> I think that is probably the hardest part is like the frustration with yourself for wanting to be somewhere that you're not. And then mm. it's like the vision that I'm getting is being in a pink Corvette and you're on the highway and you're like, oh yeah, there's the exit. It's three exits away. It's a healthy like strong, secure dynamic, blah. And like, you're staring at that sign, but then your arms are just slowly turning the wheel to exit off at same old shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. And then all of a sudden you take your sunglasses off and you're like, well, how did I get here? And it's like, well, sweetie, you drove yourself there. You (laughs) did. You did do that. You don't want to know that. Like you don't want to admit it. Yeah. It's hard. Um, And so it's so funny that usually we then choose, and I'm just going to keep rolling with this metaphor. We just choose to like kick the the tires of the car and curse ourselves and yell and, you know, and I'm mimicking myself some, you know, sometimes instead of get back in the fucking car and get back on the road. Okay. And then pay attention next time you know like pay attention to what your motor patterns want to repeat and how you can engage with them and you know from experience for me especially in this particular arena that art that did come up the the last dynamic that I had I did address those motor patterns I address like I I kept addressing them I kept seeing them come up like my avoidance my fear um you know, all the things that I like to do to keep myself at a distance from people and from vulnerability and from love, loving people, being loved. And, um, you know, I feel like because I did that, even though that situation didn't continue, I see it as a very successful mm. Whereas I feel like the situations where I just let my motor pattern of like, yeah, hopping into old gears as kind of a waste of time because it feels like spinning your wheels. Like it feels like it's like then you date someone at the rest stop. I don't know what the end of this metaphor is for being, you know, getting off at the wrong exit, but it's like you make a home there, but then you just complain about being there the whole time. Or you don't, or you just accept that as your fate. Um, yeah. yeah, the agency part of it is really interesting because the the part of you that slung chat, I'm just going to use that even though I really don't think that's the correct verbiage, um, yourself into like this old pattern. Um, why do you think you needed to do that at this time? Do you mm. think you needed to do it? And, and if so, why? Um... Yeah, that's interesting because I, I, I think I have a penchant for over meaningfulizing mm. things. Just before and- this, I was like, my whole body's itchy. She's like, it's spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spiritual fever. Uh, well, it definitely, it makes for a much more interesting life for me, and yeah. like, helps me light lighten up some stuff that's heavy. Yeah. And it creates dimensions. And it also gives agency because I think Mm -hmm. even if, yeah, even if your um, itchiness is not what, you know, like believing that it is and that, oh, like having some sort of um, structure of understanding around it allows you that it's like, it is a form of agency instead yeah. of there's somewhere I don't know go. why the fuck I'm itchy which is also a valid way to exist you don't have to like spiritualize everything but um anyway what do you think it I just what I think of in response to your question is that I had asked uh for cleansing 
and for clearing of before the situation. myself before the situation like in not specifically of that pattern but I just asked I asked the good universal yeah. divine the whales to, the whales the whales seriously um to yeah have shit come up which that usually works <laughs> um I also had an interesting really moment like I use cannabis for enlightenment pretty regularly and it that's your quote tends to, <laughs> it tends to work for me um and I had this really profound like picture that I feel like came into me of this idea of healing and how yeah obviously we never finish healing but that I feel like I've already again it's like when I smoke weed it's like I'm just having epiphanies that are that's shit I already know <laughs> but I see it more clear uh, but that's what every spiritual reading is. That's yeah, what everything is. Dude, yeah. it's, so, it's just a remembrance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this one was like, oh, the reason, and it was, it was like me personally, like the reason why you continue to access these really like deep, intense places that are painful and work with them is because they, that inherently has medicine. And it's not like, I used to think that I had this buildup of bad stuff in my body, like bad emotion, mm. sadness, grief that was repressed. And that once I felt all of it, then I would kind of be cleaner and then that mm. wouldn't be there anymore. And now I understand my own system very differently to where like, there's not a, I would never say there's like a buildup of bad emotion. I definitely had repressed trauma and I still, I still continue to work with with kind of like the legacy of trauma in my body, but it's more, I'm just getting the picture of like two kind of wheels spinning mm. next to each other where you, it's like, it's just the concept of shadow work where you, you work with your unconscious, you work with your shit. Um, and that process is like, for me, one of the most powerful ways that I practice compassion for myself because I like when I'm doing well, <laughs> it's like, good job, Kel. Like it's easy to kind of be on your own team when mm. I'm having a really hard time. That's when I get really hard on myself. And so it's mm. this, it's this inevitable process of me instead of like at one point during my full moon meltdown, <laughs> I just, I popped out because it's really hard. It doesn't matter if you've been doing this work like crazy, if you're super wise and, you know, have all the tools, it's still really hard when you're in it. And that's my experience at least. And like, I popped out and I just, I felt like I literally stood next to me on the mm. bench down by the river. And I just did the noticing thing where I was like, Oh wow, this is really intense feeling yeah, you're feeling like constriction. You're feeling like the walls are closing in. You're feeling sad. You're feeling like your self-worth feels pretty mm -hmm. shitty. Like, wow, this is, this is a lot. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I also think energy, uh, yeah, I think energy likes to loop itself. It likes to replicate itself, which is why mm -hmm. pattern one, I think way to explain why pattern breaking is really tricky because it's like new and yeah. new is death like that mm. I feel like it boils so much of it boils down to you don't know who you are on the other mm. side of this pattern and that yeah. to your unconscious to your ego is like that's not the same your unconscious and your ego aren't the same thing but I'm, both of those things it's like no wait I don't what like we don't we literally can't predict that mm-hmm yeah and which is unsafe and then unsafe equals bad it's like did we ever evolve did we really i mean the fucking way that our brain be jumping to conclusions it's like all right already with the leaping um yeah that was an interesting response did i what did i i don't even remember the question my question was um Oh, why do I think I had to have it? I think. Did it just, you think that it needed yeah. to happen? I think it just like. Um, like, do you think you could have gone without that experience, or you, do you feel like it was crucial, or does it not matter to you? I don't know. 
cool. It's like more like the roller coaster turned left and not right. Cool. <laughs> um, mm. But it does feel important. It feels it feels good to me to have navigated it because it was like, is it Wednesday, Tuesday? The mo- Oh, yeah. It was yesterday that I rode down by the river. It was yesterday mm. that I was feeling shitty. I was crying in my bed. Mm. I was like just touching my body and putting the pillow over my head and like letting myself vocalize my sadness and really trying to get into this place that's definitely accessing fucking abandonment wounds like really deep shit and I rode and I remember this is interesting I remember thinking as I was riding back like I I am I am an agent and I get to like decide how long I want this to last Mm. I don't think Mm. we're in total and complete control but I think that idea of driving like I wrote a bunch of pages this morning about like I'm in the car I got in the car I'm driving I get to decide which is so important in an energetic frequency like to to tune yourself in that way because then yeah then the, the world will literally respond differently so I think I do think that like there was something yeah still active in my field that was you know, the old stuff and it, yeah, it has, it has been, I mean, I'm still in the middle of it, but yeah. um, it has, I like was riding down by the river and having such a lovely, like chill time this morning doing the same route. And I was like, damn, that was fast to like be able to be this stable. Not that I won't have other dips mm. around this experience, but it was like 24 yeah, the hours process gets easier. When you like, you let go, you choose that you're in the seat, you, you make a boundary, whatever, like whatever you need to do to like recalibrate yeah, instill and integrate this idea that you are an agent in your own life. And even if shit has happened to you since you were 13 years old, <laughs> the same dynamic over and over, you're an entirely different person. Like I would love to tell that to everyone listening, which we don't usually do that. You're, you're a different person than you were before. Like in this moment, mm-hmm. you've grown there's so many different opportunities that are available. Your energetic field is sparkling in ways that it wasn't like a month ago, yesterday even. And I think that like, that's something I come back to a lot. Like I'm a different person than I was. And what does that mean about where I'm going and like how I work with shit when it comes up now? Like I have better tools I'm I'm better able to let myself like melt into a pool of my own feelings. Yeah. Just touch my body. I don't, you know, like I had a rough. It was a rough. It was a rough one yesterday. So yeah, it's so funny how much time we spend acquiring tools and how little time we spend <laughs> using them. And how the tools seem annoying or inaccessible when you actually need to use them and I think sometimes it can just feel like you're backed into a corner like it can just feel like I really don't like this experience. I keep attracting this experience and engaging with it. And I don't know how to let it go or I don't want to let it go at the same time. I feel like there's something I'm getting from this that I don't know how to let go of. Mm. And yeah, I think what we do in that corner is really interesting. Mm. And I'm actually not sure that the idea of like being a different person, I don't know, like part of me feels like that's a helpful way to see it. And then part of me is like, well, that could also be really hard to hear when you're Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm a different person, but I keep ending back in the same place, you know? And it's like, what does it mean to be a different person? And maybe it is what Kelly's saying where it's like, it takes you 10 minutes less, you know, you're in that state for 10 minutes less. Yeah. Or maybe it's like, it's a less painful experience to begin with. Or maybe next time you know that that's what you're doing and you're choosing to do it. You know, it's like choice and, and agency, I think are all that I really want people to have 
because when it comes to patterning, I believe that that wasn't our conscious mind's choice, Mm. the patterning. Yeah. But it was something that your system identified as something that works, which is really fascinating. So also the process of telling yourself, like, why is this not working? Why don't I want this? And what do I want? Because I think sometimes we're in this, like I was saying about the tantrum at the rest stop on the wrong exit. It's like, we can get so caught up in like, oh, this sucks. It's like, why does it suck? Oh, because it makes me feel small. Why does that suck? Because I feel like I don't have access to, you know, what I feel like I'm here to do how I'm here to live, you know, and how do I want to feel? I want to feel centered and grounded and I want to feel unbothered by how other people choose to engage with me, you know, and then you might find, oh, I already do feel that way, but I'm just having a momentary human fucking experience. Oh, then just let yourself have the experience. You know, so I think the more that we can ask ourselves questions about why we're there and what we want instead, like the better, the, 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 the closer, no, the, the faster we get back to our agency and our ability to change the situation. And I don't know, like, do you believe that? Hmm. If you could make a conscious choice about what pattern you'd like to replace that old pattern with, what would you say? Um... Well, I think, I think I kind of did that. Like I made a really mm. clear conscious move that, uh, which it, and that makes me think of how it helps me to have sort of grace for my unconscious patterns and stuff, especially because you can't just fix them. Like I, I feel. I'm someone who communicates really clearly. I'm very direct. I follow through. Um, I have my moments, but that's generally like who I am in relationship and who I try to be. And so, you know, manifesting this thing where it was on, it was unequal. Um, yeah, it's like frustrating, but then immediately sort of making a boundary around this experience like it felt like a literal like arrow shot into the space that's like this is what I'm about and Mm. I this is what I'm willing to put up with or like not even this is what I'm this is what I'm not willing to put up with basically like I I'm not available for this. I'm not available for unavailable people. Um, And yeah, that experience continues to like evolve, but those clear sort of energetic markers are really important. Um, And I also was nervous when I did, like I, when I had that kind of like boundary moment, I, I went back on it and I almost like apologized for it. And then I checked in with my bod and my body told me to like ride my bike and not give a fuck. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it, and then it ultimately felt really good. Cause it, again, it's like, we're, yeah, we're in the driver's seat. Um, I wanted to ask you the question you asked me, like, do you feel like that needed to come up for you? Did you ask for it? Well, I love what you said about the fact that like you already did change the pattern because you reacted to it differently. You caught, I mean, in my experience of being friends with you, Kelly, like you caught it so much earlier than you have in the past and you made such more, you made more moves to protect yourself and, and cut ties with that energy, you know? So I love that. And I think that's something I really want to highlight is that 
the recognition that you're in a pattern, that you're in a pattern that you don't like, all of that is progress. You're not stuck somewhere that you, you know, that you don't want to be, but I'm not avoiding your question. Um, Well, I also, I also wanted to say, I like what you said about like, if you do it 10 minutes earlier, kind of a thing, like the increments, this is a pattern, again, that's been alive for me for a long time. A lot of people, a lot of different experiences. And there's been increments along the way. And the last one was a lot. It was like a month or something. Mm. Um, and that, yeah, like you're, you're doing great if it's five. Like this is part of what I do kind of think that we come here to do this work. Like, and that the, the intensity of it and the like drama of it is actually part of like the richness of why it keeps cut like it's it's an experience that's that's palpably uh you know visceral and sensual (laughs) it's very yeah some someone in my one of my um team meetings said like high sensory or high stimulation like that we search for high high sensory or high stimulation experiences and I think that was a really good way of putting it. Yeah. My answer to the question about um, if I could replace the pattern, I think my pattern is, I think the pattern is around a glorification of the past and, or like a glorification of a certain story or, or just like, aching for things that aren't there when like you chose for them not to be there. Like, it's just like, shorty, what's going on? Um, Which that's a tough sell for a lot of people. Like this idea that we're, we continue to choose. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I would rather have the experience or like create the pattern of like, whenever I think about the past, I, which is, you know, mostly what I do. And then sometimes, you know, sometimes I have the experience of it being a little bit deeper, a little bit harder, but um, you know, mostly what I do and what I would like to continue to do and to congratulate myself for doing most of the time is to see the past and say, wow, that's evidence that I can have that in some form again, that will be better and healthier for me. Mm. Um, Or seeing the past and saying, and being grateful that I got mm-hmm. to experience the parts of it that I'm glorifying and to also recognize that I'm glorifying it mm-hmm. and to grieve the process of glorification, like is actually a grieving process in a certain kind of way where I don't know. It just feels like you're grieving the parts of it that you did like, or did resonate with and feel like, yeah, like sad that those are gone and that they came in a package that was intolerable to accept completely. Um, yeah, I'm just endlessly fascinated by and very annoyed by the human's plight to never be in the present moment. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I also would like to, to replace that pattern with just presencing and, and becoming really excited about my now and, yeah. and accepting of and at peace with my now. Mm. I love that you mentioned grief. I think that uh, is so relevant because I think something I tell myself is that any growth involves change any change involves loss and loss involves grief. Even if Mm -hmm. what you're losing is something you want to lose, whether that's a person or a bunch of clothes or a a pattern or a part of yourself. Like I think being, being drawn to really unavailable people throughout my life, uh, both protected me from, uh, the inevitable like vulnerability that is involved with relationships, specifically mm-hmm. like romantic connections mm-hmm. and protected me from dealing with a lot of repressed sexual trauma that uh, mm-hmm. I was not, I was not ready to deal with that until mm-hmm. my thirties. <laughs> and um, 
I think I've benefited a lot too by being really curious about subtle sadness hmm. and crying when I don't understand what's happening. That's Lana Del Rey's next album is subtle sadness. Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a joke. What is her? Damn it. I just wanted to like riff into a Lana Del Rey song, uh, but Got I can't think of summertime, anything. Summertime, summertime, summertime. Sad. I'm you. Yeah, it's a disco and I'm dying, but I look good and I'm Lana. Is um, that Lana? I mean, I just, I feel like Lana Del Rey to me sounds like me dying in a club slowly, but I'm on Molly and I look yeah. really good. Yeah. That's what, Breathy. Yeah. Like somewhat like tell my grandmother, I love her. Oh my God. No. In her latest song, she goes, Dang the minute music business conference. Oh yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> um, Sorry. You said you okay. try to notice subtle sadness. Yeah. Just when it hits me and dude, art, it is like the, power move do I want to say power move it's just like super liberating to not attach these old stories to like sadness dips sort of bummer days Mm. or moments because Mm. I still feel I still definitely like yesterday I was like oh all that all those bad voices in my head are true like I'm Mm. not going anywhere my hopes and dreams they're just in a pile at my feet and they're blowing away in the wind and I'm gonna just be, you know, whatever, whatever sad story I have about limited belief that kind of protects me from the inevitable expansion mm. that is death, mm. that is like not like I don't know, I don't know what this is. I had, I think I've told this story before. I did EMDR um a Which year. It's not a drug, ago. it's a therapy. <laughs> uh like a year and a half ago. Um, this was before I kind of unrepressed a lot of my shit and I had, and I, I just, I did it around actually something like less intense than like family shit. And, but I did have this release that was really palpable. And I remember the rest of that day I had felt so energized and like, Mm. oh, this is what, this is what it's possible to feel Mm. like. (laughs) And I, And I just was super pumped for, and I can say I have like moved into a lot after about a year and a half of a lot of different stuff. um, I feel like I've been very much moving into that expansiveness that I registered that first time. Um, But the next day I woke up, which is those early fucking mornings, man. Those are, that's really just when shit hits me but it's when the mm. critical voices hit me it's like very mm. early in the morning um and the thing that I felt was I heard this very strong you know voice sense of feeling that like you don't know what it's like to feel safe like mm. in your body you don't know what it's like wow. to have this expansion it's intense to do at seven in the morning voice that's a little bit much it's like <laughs> You just some- open your eyes. You don't know what it is. It was like, very, right. it was very, well, it, I, it felt like it matched the sense of expansiveness yeah. with this voice that was like, you don't know what this is going to be like. You can't, you can't, this is, you've never felt this way before. Why do you think you can make mm. something new? Why do you think you can make a new body? Why do you like, that's not, no, it's mm. not possible. And I, yeah, it was a fascinating thing to register and see like, wow, this expansiveness has constriction to it that is, yeah, I'd say based in, based in the parts of me that want to stay limited. Cause it is, it's safe in a way it's familiar. It's what I've known. Yeah. Yeah. When you were talking about the subtle sadness, um, Lana Del, Del Rey's next debut album, um, I was thinking about how another important piece of pattern interruption is interrupting it, seeing it as a pattern, like actually just saying, does this feeling need a story right now? Like, does this longing, Mm. even if it's for the past, even if it's for the same person that you've longed for 50 times, even if it's for the same shoes, whatever, like, does this need a story right now? Do I need to do that? How's that going to help me? 
And maybe it will help you because it keeps happening over and over again. And you're noticing, hey, this keeps happening over and over again. But if you're using that story to bully yourself or yeah. to make it, you know, to exacerbate it, to, to for, sort of fan the flame, it's like, oh, yeah, you don't need a story right now. Maybe what you actually need to do is go swimming or you need to do some EFT yeah. tapping or you need to take a shower. You know, it's like. That's a really we, challenging thing to pull out of stories. Yeah. But once we recognize that there's a story, most of the work is done. You know, like as soon as you realize, oh, this story is a story. Oh, OK. Yeah. I could tell a different one. Yeah, you could. You could tell a different one. You can tell a story that every time you think about this, it strengthens your disconnection from it. You know, Mm. every time you think about this, it's because you've reached a new level of of clearing it, you know? Yeah. And who gets to make whichever story true? You, you know? That's my two cents on the, on the matter. (laughs) Um, I feel like I had a question. Hold on. I liked how we're both playing with the, Oh, that's funny. Uh, Don't put it in your mouth, Jill. <laughs> this uh, is going to be interesting to listen to on audio. Oh, I feel like it's good. Um, oh, one thing I want to note is that mm-hmm. um, during my river time, <laughs> I was texting with Ani and I was mm-hmm. showing her like I was, I, yeah, I was getting help seeing my situation because I, I also was, I also felt like I was, um, again, like in this place where I was just acquiescing and passively mm. doing this. And it so I was being reflected back by Ani is like a full on mother bear energy in those situations. So she's going to be on your team and she's going to be like, this is this. So it's, it's helpful when it's helpful for me because I'm much more like on the other person's team by default. Like I see their perspective. I understand the person I acquiesce. The person you're in the dynamic with. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like I understand what they're, and it's like, I, I adopt or I've historically adopted their passivity or whatever. Um, Anyway, so that was friends. Mm. (laughs) Friends help. Uh, But I wanted to ask you, what did you, yeah, what do you feel like, why do you feel like this is coming up for you right now? Because you gotta feel it to heal it. Um. I would say because I'm reaching a new level and a new precipice and this is the last little puzzle piece, little jigsaw puzzle piece. You know what I'm saying? Um, It it feels like it's like shorty. It's like you, I'm going to use another metaphor. Um, It's like you're leaving the house and like, oh, you forgot that one thing in the corner. You forgot that one little thing. So you got to run back and do that before you can move to the next mm. home. And um, so, yeah, so now I'm just present. Now, now I'm just present with what actually, what action needs to be taken. Um, I've done the processing part of it. And now it's just kind of like, okay, what is the actual uh, program from here. Like mm. what, what do I need to do to, to, yeah. to go. And I don't think that there's a right or a wrong way to move mm. forward, but the way that I move forward will determine the rest of the stuff yeah. to come. How do you feel about tests? Does the universe test us? That's a whole other podcast, Kelly Lynn. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Um, yes and no. Mostly no. Sometimes yes. <laughs> I think we test us. I think we're God. So that's. She said what she that's, said. That's that's you know you know, but I but I also think. The agency and choice piece is most important to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
even if the universe did test us, it is our, it is our, it's our prerogative to pick up the, the pencil for the Scantron. You remember Scantrons? I remember Scantrons. Man, <laughs> wow, that just blasted me like a slingshot in a high school. Um, I think I'm thinking of my my little moment where I did kind of, I recognized, oh, I don't have to consent to this process. I'm not a victim of it. And the, the choice moment is for me, this thing that feels, I feel like we've already talked about this, but if it feels there's something about making that move, that's like, no, we're, we're, this is what this happened to us. Like, this is what we know. And I think that that move to choose whatever it is, um, which I think has lots of, there's lots of choices that you make to break pattern. Like it's, it's a cyclical thing um, <laughs> that can catch up with you. Like it, um, it might not be an instantaneous fix, but it does have reverberatory properties. And I think that again, like feeling it to heal it like that, knowing that the angsty, hard, painful, whatever it is that we feel in these, in these experiences of old patterns popping up. I think that is essential for breaking the pattern. It's like, you have to be in the water to like, you know, swim down. We fucking love metaphors over here. Swim down <laughs> to the drain and pull it up. Mm. And then like we have to go in. Oh, that was a good one. We have to like go into the water. We've worked like we're, oh, this is, this is, I'm super. So she doesn't even finish it. And she's so proud of herself. <laughs> so we're like, we're in, we've been thrown into the river. Mm. And we're like, oh, it's so, it's like cold and uncomfortable. Mm. I don't have my swimsuit. Like, what? Like, someone give me a life raft. Like, save me. Mm. And then we realize, mm. bitch, you're in the river. That maybe bathtub. Yeah, you're in a bathtub. Yeah, bathtub. you're in a giant bathtub. <laughs> Keep going, Kel. You're doing great. <laughs> and like, swim down to the bottom, find the root of the plug. Anyway, it's all disintegrating. Unplug. And then it'll drain, but you have to like go into the, into it. You have to like yeah. figure out, or you don't have to figure it out all the way, but just like feel it, which is, yeah, tends to be uncomfortable, but then so much of our suffering comes from how we feel about being uncomfortable and how we like make it mean. Cause I was, I was full on like, ugh, I'm feeling like a piece of shit today. Like I'm feeling mm -hmm. like not worth much. And then how do we respond to ourselves when we're in that place? And like, how do we like step out and be our own parent? Like, you're okay. Mm. Bathtub river. That was, it started, it was, it had promising. It was good, Kel. I think, um, I think I lost my train of thought. Isn't it funny? Like, what do you mean lose a train? A train is on a track. What do you, what do you lose? That's how funny. do you lose a train? Anyway. I wanted to ask you, did you have another thing? Um... Oh, oh, it keeps leaving me. Come back. I can't remember. Tom Waits. Do you know who Tom Waits is? Yeah. He's a guy who looks things like that. That's not a good impression. But he used to, he was known when he was like writing and recording music. Like he would leave, he would make everyone leave the studio and he'd like yell at the song to be like, come back to me, like the spirit of the song. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, okay. I just want to say this because I'm going to forget again because I just forgot again. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, I was going to, okay, the, uh, the making ourselves or being uncomfortable. I think it's so interesting to me how we have an aversion to be uncomfortable because like how many times a day do I make myself uncomfortable? Like I'd be sitting on the couch in a way that hurts my back. I still sit like that. I eat food that I know is going to make me uncomfortable after I finish eating it. And I consciously make the decision to do that. But then mm -hmm. as soon as we get in, in positions in our lives that are uncomfortable, we want to blame everyone else. And it's like, if you can make, un if you can make decisions that make you uncomfortable, like uncomfortable, but worth it constantly. How do you not think that you could do that in the rest of your life? Like you can, and you do, and you have, and you will. And the discomfort is like, 
well, do, do you want the reward of, of not experiencing that anymore? Like, you know, it doesn't have to be punishment and reward, but, mm, mm. and it's not a punishment. The That's discomfort is not a punishment, you know? It's a whole episode. What book were you going to talk about, Jill? It was Big Magic that that, that story came mm. from by Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to ask, are there any patterns that you've kind of, you feel like maybe you've successfully broken all the way out of or something? Not like that you'll never do it again, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think all of them. Hey, I can't think of a pattern that I, I mean, it's also, that's what's so fascinating about time. It's like, well, from what time? I mean, the only patterns I feel like I haven't quite gotten through are like my patterns with like food Mm. and like my body. I think that's probably, those are the patterns that I'm like, I don't have enough incentive to change. Mm. I said that out loud. I have incentive um <laughs> real time real time choosing here folks <laughs> um yeah but I mean I think even thinking about the pattern that we started this podcast talking about it's like I'm approaching that the surfacing of that experience of longing and pain mm-hmm. is fine um my relationship to to it has changed so by therefore I've changed the pattern of behavior around that surfacing um and I would say that about pretty much everything like my relationship to money my relationship to friendship and like my relationship to being you know the idea of rejection all of those patterns I've interrupted I mean that's why I mean Technically, that's what I say that I specialize in and in, in private work is like repatterning. So mm-hmm. I would have had to have, well, you don't have to, but, you know, for me to say that, it means that I've successfully have yeah. traversed that, those experiences in ways that I find useful and liberating. And that's why I would want to share them. Word. What about you, Jille? Um, The first thing I think of is sugar, actually. Yeah. So opposite of me. Um, honestly, the like it was as soon as I said I'm annoyed by when people talk about clean eating as it as if it's like every everyone needs to do this. Uh and just the clean is it's just, yeah, it's an interesting. But as like that week was when I started to mm-hmm. work with my the food that I eat in a different way. And I kind of cut out different stuff and started to feel like register. I could register that my body wasn't putting up with it anymore. Um, and around sugar, I think I, I always used to say it's like my drug of choice. Like it's the, <laughs> if, <laughs> no, what I, I say that about, like if bars were just if, like everywhere, bars just serve desserts. Like I would go to bars Mm-hmm. But they serve alcohol, which I'm, like, not that interested in. So yeah. I don't. And also just the energy is really messy. And I feel like yeah. it's exhausting to spend, like, 20 minutes in a busy uh, – neither here nor there. Um, so I'm trying to think about – part of what I what I was working with – and I think I know how that, that idea of, like, telling someone you're a different person – telling myself is really helpful doing that and, like – realizing, oh, I've always had this very strong urge to consume sugar. It's like the thing that I feel properly addicted to and also get a lot of pleasure and enjoyment out of. So it's like not, um, yeah, yeah, but it, I just worked with this idea of I'm not the same person. Like when I tried to give when I had to give up sugar for a chronic like illness that I had uh, a few years ago, um, that I missed it every single day. I wanted it for five months. I don't, I didn't feel like I got to this place where like, Oh, I don't really need it. And so I was like, well, I can't, I just know this is my system. It's just always going to want it. And I was like, what if it's different? <laughs> mm. What if it's not like that anymore? You're a different person, your whole, like what, and what are the incentives of letting go of this substance? And for me, 
I had been like learning a little bit more about herbalism and how, Mm -hmm. and something this person that I was like learning from said was how sugar is super loud in our systems. And that as a, you know, super sensitive person, it may, it resonated with me of like, oh, I, I think I would like to sense other things, Mm. um, in place maybe of this other thing that tends to like, yeah, have. And I also just didn't like the addictive relationship. I was Mm -hmm. getting to the point where I was like, I feel like I just don't, it's an, it's annoying to want something every day. Yeah. And because there is like this thing of control. And so I definitely still consume, like I have honey in my tea and I have chocolate sometimes, but I don't think about it Mm. really. Like, and that's interesting to me Mm -hmm. because I didn't think that, you know, I didn't think that was possible before. And I don't know that I'll, like, I would still, if someone was like, hey, do you want a deep fried Oreo? And it was like sunny outside. I'd be like, yeah, hell yeah. Give me that deep fried Oreo. But I I can't with it was, and it was sunny outside. Like (laughs) if it was raining, you would decline. I can't. Maybe. Um, Just, yeah. Like I, I think I'm at this place where it's, I can enjoy, but it doesn't feel compulsive. And I, I also kind of register like, well, this is going to affect my body in a specific way. I'm probably going to have like a tired spell if I eat you know, a slice of pie, but, um, anyway, yeah. Mm. And I don't think it's like, (laughs) I don't think it's moral or or virtue. Yeah. That's, that's super helpful to when working with patterns to know, like there isn't, or to just, there isn't a better, it's just, yeah, it's just, there's consequences to things. Look at us. What were you going to say? Look at us change in our patterns. Change in our path. Swimming out to the shore. And pulling up the plug. Pulling up the plug. Pulling pull up, up the, the plug. Jilly. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and Kel. This was really important for me to experience. I hope it was very important for you to experience. Please. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Enjoy life. Even when it's the old patterns coming up and just reaching its fingers into your ether. And also recognize all of the positive patterns that you have. All the patterns <gasps> that you have that you love. Hey, Meow. what's a pattern you love, Jill? I have a pattern. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have a pattern of um, advocating for the type of space that I want creating the kind of space that I want pew, pew, fireworks physical home. Pew, pew. Ooh. that's a good pattern love that I have a, I also have a pattern of cleaning up after myself quite well oh that's cleanliness is close to godliness <sighs> I have a you? pattern of doing shit I'm scared of I've been in that mm. in a good way yeah love that um also <gasps> Speaking of patterns. Speaking of patterns, Kelly is probably one of, well, definitely has been an instrumental part of me shifting patterns in my life and holding space for me when I'm in the middle of them um, for years now. She now offers that as a service. We, all three of us are coaches now at this point and all offer one-to-one coaching. Kelly is on the scene with really incredible stuff. Kelly, do you want to, do you want to just give a little blurb about what that is? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I tell people that the, it's a three month container. There's going to be weekly sessions. Um, there's more good stuff. If you check out my Instagram, there's, I think I'm going to post another video. Um, but the first one is me in a green shirt and it's entertaining. So, you know, um, but it's always I, the, the combo you get with Kelly, informative uh, and entertaining. <laughs> that's a compliment um yeah the pairings that will happen will be like the work that we will do will be very unique to each person but I work with like sensitizing yourself to your body so that you can actually feel Mm. your feelings and like sensitizing what trust and how to Mm. how to work with trust in your own life in the world this is like what I feel I feel like a, a big piece of what I came what we all come here to do is like learn how to actually trust ourselves and be ourselves and trust yeah. being ourselves 
in our body is like the best thing for everyone, including <laughs> ourselves. Um, yeah. So, and I love, I do love to work with, with patterns and how, how to be kind to yourself in the process and mm -hmm. how to like, how to lubricate. I love this word so much. I, I use do. it a lot. How to lubricate the process of both like witnessing and then feeling, moving through, choosing new things. It's a lot, but we love it. Humans on earth. Kelly is a process princess. She's Hit princess of the process. Up. This will not apply if it's not May uh, 2021. So thanks yeah. for listening if it's not May 2021. <laughs> you know what's great is also me, you, and Ani, our containers all open at different, like at staggered times. So God you. bless. Um, yeah, I highly recommend Kelly because literally the first time we reunited, I was like, you should be a coach. <laughs> like 20 minutes into talking to her. Or no, it was probably like three hours since our conversation was like Love eight hours. That one. <laughs> but thanks again. Thanks, Kelly, for doing this work in the world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of our fun but heavy community. We will see you on the flippity flip flop flap. Flip flop. Goodbye. Kiss the vibes.